The 920 Sports Podcast, dedicated to prep sports on the USA Today Network, Wisconsin, and beyond. Featuring Ricardo Arguello and Brett Christofferson. Produced by Jim Rosendick. And now, the best dang prep sports duo in Wisconsin, here's Ricardo and Brett. All right, welcome to the 920 Sports Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley area. I'm Ricardo Arguello, hanging out as always with Brett Christofferson and Jim Rosendick. We are part of the USA Today Network Wisconsin digital live stream team. And this is, I don't want to say it's a special podcast uh, episode, but we are going to be focused on one subject primarily, and that is the upcoming WIA Girls Basketball Tournament uh, regional play begins uh, next week uh, with Tuesday's uh, regional quarterfinal, regional openers, however you wanted to find them. But uh, we're excited, and we want to talk about uh, each of these divisions because in many divisions, at least the top three, or top four, I should say, we have contenders for a possible state title. So, uh, I, I, Brett, welcome. Rosie, welcome. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, and I think we should start right away with D1 because I think D1, Brett, has... Uh, a number of teams that we could see up at the Rush Center come mid-March. Talented, isn't it? A lot of star power in that uh, division as well. And I agree. And uh, you know, possibility here for C2FEA uh, teams at the yes. Rush Center as well. you got to like Kimberly's chances uh, in that sectional. And Are we, are we, are we looking at uh, round three potentially in a sectional championship between right. Hortonville and Nina? I guess from... From a media standpoint, that's what we want, right? Because what a rivalry that has become, particularly in postseason play. But I'm excited. I'm really intrigued by that uh, division. Of course, uh, there's other uh, fantastic teams in there as well uh, around the state. Verona, right? Uh, undefeated. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, so that's going to be maybe a star-studded. Uh, Definitely. Well, Division Two, I guess, if it if it does end up, we'll get to Division Two. but if it ends up being a, a Notre Dame going for a four-peat, would they be able to take on Pewaukee again, uh, potentially in a state championship happen, game as well. Yeah. So that could be, boy, you could go back-to-back -back with D2-D1s with, with being some some major headliners in that. Let's let's take a look at the top seeds uh, for D1. Now, remember, uh, in D1, they have four number one seeds. All the other divisions, they have eight of them. But uh, for for Division One, Hortonville got the number one seed, Brett. Uh, Brookfield East, also a number one seed. Oregon. I said, is it Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. And yeah. then Muskego. Now, listen, last week when we were doing the Hortonville Nina game, I talked with AC Clothier, Hortonville coach, as well as Nina's coach, Andy Brunell. We were talking just a little bit about where the seedings might, might fall. I know that was last Friday, right? Yeah. AC was a little worried. Even though he had just beat Nina, swept Nina, okay, a team highly regarded, one of the state's best players, one of the nation's best players in Ali Zabel. He was worried he wasn't gonna. That wasn't enough to get a number one seed. Why? Well, because the way the computer looks at it, right? Uh, far out west, they had Eau Claire Memorial sitting out there. Uh, probable, I think one or two losses. Champions are, or right up there in their league as well, but with fewer losses. But they were playing Menominee, Brett, on that Saturday. So what happens? Menominee ends up beating Eau Claire Memorial, opening the door for Hortonville to slide in and get that number one seed. Very nice. Uh, at least the computer saw it that way, Brett. The Hound 9000, we like to talk about them making questionable choices sometimes. But I think they got it right with Hortonville because let's take a look at Hortonville, Brett. Top seed, Rainey Wilson, a, a wealth of talent besides her as well, right? Callie Papler, Michaela Warner, Paige Lilly. I mean, you look up and down that roster, Brett. That is a very solid team with a very solid resume when you look at it in terms of the totality of it. Yeah, and I just want to get back to what you said, though. I don't care if Eau Claire Memorial would have beaten Menominee. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. No offense to Eau Claire Memorial and the Old Abes. I'm sure they have a fantastic team. But you're talking about the Big Rivers versus the Fox Valley Association. Let's look at strength of schedule and uh, the teams that uh, Hortonville and Nina have played this year. They, they've loaded their schedule to get themselves battle-tested. So I guess uh, it would have been interesting had Eau Claire Memorial beaten uh, Menominee out there, how that would have turned out. But if, if the old Abes would have gotten the number one seed, uh, that would have been a travesty in my in my book. Uh, Hortonville clearly, in my mind, deserves the number one seed, being Fox Valley Association champs. And uh, you could almost argue Nina probably should, should have the number two seed. Uh, but 
I think you have the number three that, that still makes it a little bit easier for us to, or makes the pathway to a sectional championship showdown, hopefully between the Polar Bears and the Rockets again, uh, uh, happen. Uh, but, yeah, Hortonville, you, you mentioned Rainey Wilson, kind of plays with a snarl, doesn't she? I mean, uh, really playing her, her best basketball of her, her for prep career, just became the, the school's all-time leading scorer and uh, just hit big shots after big shots. But the, the, the roster around her, Michaela Warner, a, a rebounding machine, the mm-hmm. Pepler uh, sisters, uh, Callie and Carden, uh, Julian Martin. Julian Martin coming off. Paige uh, Lilly. Yeah, the uh, Who else am I? Th- uh, Emmy uh, Fain. I mean, uh, just. Uh, 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 uh. The Viper. The Viper. <laughs> Viper. And I'm sorry because some of the Hortonville girls came up to me because they saw what we were doing the game. And, and they say, Ricardo, remember? Because we had them on the roundtable, yeah. Hortonville girls basketball team, friends of the, of the roundtable show. And they were asking right away if I, if I was calling Emmy, uh, Emmy Fain of Viper, and I totally forgot. So here it is on the podcast. Emmy, you are. You are the Viper. Well, if we see Hortonville during the playoffs, yes. uh, we'll, we'll try to remember that. But uh, it, it's just a really good, talented roster um, and, and one that should be in the mix again next season, I, I would think, uh, for the FEA championship and to make a run at the Rush Center again. AC Clothier has done a nice job in his two seasons. They really play well together. There's not much stagnant uh, action in their offense, always moving, always screening, always cutting. Uh, you can see the chemistry between the girls really defend hard, I think, and create turnovers. Uh, they're really locked down, really get in your face. Um, so they're fun to watch, but uh, I, I feel the same way about Nina if we're staying in that sectional. Yes. I mean, obviously, Ali Isabel. I mean, uh, By the way, Nina's a third seed. A third seed. I still would argue I think the two best teams in that sectional are Hortonville and Nina. I'm just glad Nina did get a four seed. If they got a four seed, yeah. uh, I believe they would have... Uh, we would have seen them in a sectional semi. Yeah, one four yeah. would have been in a sectional semifinal. So I guess uh, in that sense, the seeding two three to really doesn't maybe matter in the in the overall. But I mean, I can't believe that this is we're, we're winding down on yeah. one of the most illustrious careers, pr- probably the most illustrious career from girls basketball standpoint in in Fox Valley history, right? Northeast Wisconsin history. I mean, she's the fourth all time leading scorer in state basketball history on the girls' side. And the state at large doesn't get a chance to see. Do you think that would be disappointing uh, to, to oh, you? Oh, no doubt. To you? Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she deserves that. That program deserves that. Um, you know, I guess some, that some you, you all he, always hear the coaches term. I think maybe A.C. Clothier said that in, in a quote to you, uh, uh, we, earning versus deserving, right? Yes. So you got to yes. go out and earn that trip to to, uh, to state as well. And um, But... I, you just think about what she's done with with the uh, the uh, the gold medal uh, that she just uh, for the what um, U nineteen yeah U nineteen team Team USA this past summer uh, uh, McDonald's All American the first I right right the first player since Brian Butch here in the Fox Valley mm-hmm. Association to, to get that prestigious recognition likely the Miss Basketball winner in the state of Wisconsin I would think. Right. Um, Possible, probably likely player of the year, Associated Press. Uh, uh, just a, a glittering career that I, I, I've selfishly, I wish she could play another year because she's just been so fun to watch. But so take it all in. But that that team too, you got a Rowan Klesmet who's uh, really elevated her game, and uh, uh, Amaya Jones kind of rounding into form after uh, coming back from the the knee injury. Ellie so, Bus, Ellie Bus, who can uh, knock down threes. So. Um, it's gonna be fun, and uh, you know, trying to flip a, you're almost asking for a coin flip if those two teams meet again. But uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to our picks here in a little yeah, while. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll get well after each division, we'll kind of give just general picks. I have mine already. I have a preview of the entire tournament coming uh, in print. I want to say Sunday and then Monday online. But uh, we're kind of giving a little sneak preview. And I want to I want to give a, a shout out to the dean of the Fox Valley Association, Andy Brownell, Right? Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, how many years has been there? Twenty plus years. Winning as coach in Nina uh, history on the girls' side, what a what a run he's had, and um, you know we love uh, like all of our coaches. We we love interacting with him as well, and and, and just the great job he's done with that Nina program. That's got to be tough. That's gonna be a tough situation to to have that that intense of a spotlight for the last four years when you have a, a player of of the caliber of an Ali Zabel. That that's not easy to manage, and he's he's done it quite well. You know, over on the other section, I was Kimberly. Uh, <clears throat> And we, we think very highly of Kimberly. They got the two seed over there. Yep. And Kimberly is a team with Lapisto there coaching. 
We really like Kimberly, obviously led by Kate McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some really outstanding freshmen on the team as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on on them, Brett? Because you know, the the, the big team over there is is Brookfield East, which has made to state a couple times over the last two seasons. Brookfield East. That would be a potential sectional, I believe, final yep. as well. So um, I like Kimberly a lot. I, this is why I say you can see, and I think you guys agree, we could see Kimberly popping through two state. Now Brookfield East, don't don't get me wrong, that is a you know that's a big hurdle to overcome. But I think they got the roster to do it. And I, you know, we all love LaPistol and, and and his X's and O's games. What did Kimberly last year? They made it to the sectional final was it that i'm not sure or sectional semifinal i have to go back and look but I, they made a pretty good nice run and that young roster really started to develop so they got playoff experience now uh, on that side you got kate mcginnis of course uh, averaging almost 19 a game the belmont recruit reagan krieger a double double machine oh, sure. just reagan. like michaela warner right for hortonville uh ava van vonderen a talented freshman uh you talk about a roster that's going to be heard from again next season boy they're going to be uh, loaded uh, as well so they've got the experience kind of like the Apple North boys uh you know as a team that that made it to the sectional semifinals last year so they, they got that playoff experience same with this uh, Kimberly team I fully expect the paper makers and, and Dave Lapisto, another fantastic coach in that league who's done great work following in big footsteps yes. uh, the Hall of Famer Troy Cullen and has uh, filled those footsteps uh quite well as well but uh, this is a team Ricardo I would I would be shocked if they're not in the sectional championship game, uh, taking on that a, a, a Brookfield East, and I'll even take it a step further. I think I think Kimberly's got uh, got the roster and uh, the the, uh, the 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 players to uh, to get to the rest center. Okay, I'd almost be surprised if Kimberly's not in there again. A battle tested. Think about it. They're going at one time. The FEA had four teams ranked in the top ten because there was a, an Apple and East team. Yeah, that started really off the quick, season right? playing playing well. That's a gauntlet of a schedule just within your league, and then on top of that, they load up uh, non-conferences as well. So all these teams, Hortonville, Nina, uh, Kimberly, the, the big three, I guess you could call now in the FEA, but to don't even, uh, you know, an Apple and East team could make a, a run as well. Uh, again, like we said in the open, I would be, I would not be surprised. I would, I would be more surprised if we don't see two FEA teams at state uh, than the other way. Yeah, Kimberly definitely has... And I think all the the top teams in our area really do a good job of scheduling good non. I know they lost to Milwaukee early the season, so they 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 don't schedule bums right. for their non conference. They're scheduling the top teams as much as they can. Uh, so quickly, just so looking over the rest uh, of the of the Division One field with with in terms mm-hmm. of uh, our area. Okay, so Appleton North is twelve and eleven. Coconos eight and fifteen. Appleton West two and twenty one. You know. I just want to send you know just a thought on Kokona quick you know obviously Alexa Kennis losing her hurt obviously yeah. Joe Russum uh, resigning as coach uh, pretty much midway through the season or maybe a little bit after some turmoil some turmoil there, there going on Kokona that's kind of unfortunate to see because I think we we all thought that they had a lot of potential coming in that was prior to the Alexa Kennis injury mm-hmm. but even so we thought maybe that they would uh, you know at least uh, be able to contend possibly for the Fox Valley Association title but that shows you that sometimes things happen uh, during. You know, the basketball season, Appleton North, Brett, they have some great young players on that team. Uh, Avery Werfall, I want to say. She's a freshman, and she's putting up some big numbers. And that's a team that's kind of improving a little bit, went down a little bit after the the championship years. Now it looks like they're a little bit on uh, their way back. So here's what I have for the prediction. Maybe they could be like a Kimberly last year. Possibly. All of a sudden get hot right, right. and get that uh, tournament experience. Uh, a couple things oh, real quick. Oregon, they're undefeated, right? And... Um, you know, arrowheads on that in that part of the sectional well uh, sectional bracket as well. Another thing I, I wanted people to look out for is Verona. Now, listen, mm-hmm. Verona is a number one ranked team in the AP poll. They got a three seed. Yeah, what is going I, on? I don't here? understand that. Um, they have two very good players. Uh, <laughs> this 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 Reagan Briggs, and then who's averaging just under twenty eight points a game, and Taylor Stremlow, who's going to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, 17, 18 points a game, nine rebounds, nine and a half assists. He's almost averaging a triple double, Brett. And they get a third seed. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't understand. They beat, uh, they beat Hortonville. Yes, they did. And uh, so that's a team you should watch out for. In fact, in the predicted final, this is what I have I have Verona over Hortonville in the final with Kimberly and Muskego also making it to uh, the final four. Now, Muskego. 
no offense to Muskego, but that's that's a that's not that sectional is nowhere near as good as the other three sectionals. Just letting you know, they kind of get there by default because they're the best team that happens to be playing in that sectional. But Brett, are you surprised at those my four picks? I don't know. I'm going to ask you guys. I'm not going to ask you guys to pick yourselves, but if you had any other team that you felt belonged in there, now is the time to say it. Uh, no, it looks good. Of course, uh, the the old argument of Hortonville versus Nina, if they play each other in a, in a sectional championship yes. game, a lot of playoff experience in, in, in a series in recent years that there have been a lot of close, tight games as well. So Now, I'll, I will say this. Verona, in my opinion, beats Hortonville or Nina. I'm just saying. You're, going, my, you're going with the Wildcats to win it yes, all? Yes, yes. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, they, they've passed the test so far. We'll see how it all plays out when we get to the rush center, but... Uh, again, uh, from a selfish standpoint, I just I uh, that's a, that's a game I think we would strongly consider streaming is is a is a Nina Hortonville uh, round three right. Well, I so hope you that guys, would be at Appleton East High School. Yeah, and as I hope well. you guys do get a chance. But we'll to see. Do that, I mean, yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to discredit any of these other teams because it is high school athletics and upsets can happen. Yeah. So we'll see what what uh, how this all plays out, but. Can't argue with your picks at all. Uh, that looks like a, a good solid four. Right Rosie, there. I like them. Okay, I think they're good. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Conform, conform. <laughs> uh, Division two. Now listen, here are the post Crescent area teams in uh, Division two: New London seventeen and six, Manasha thirteen and ten, Seymour nine and fourteen, Fox Valley Lutheran eight and fourteen. Uh, the top seeds: Menominee, Notre Dame, Pewaukee, Beaver Dam, West Salem, playing upper division, Brett. Uh, McFarland, Wauwatosa East, and Union Grove. Obviously, Notre Dame, Pewaukee, they're the two headliners in this one. They met in the D2 final last year. Notre Dame beat Pewaukee after losing in the first game mm-hmm. last season. Oh, boy, Brett, same situation this year. Pewaukee beat Notre Dame in the opener. Now they're on a collision course to meet in the final. I can't see any other matchup in the final but those two teams. Agree. Uh, I think that's... If you want to say easy, an easy pick, right? Uh, I don't know how you can't <clears throat> pick those two teams to, to make it to the, to the state championship game. Listen, I, we, we just had the Notre Dame girls on our varsity roundtable show, uh, not yesterday, as we f- record this. This is Thursday, February 15th. Last night, we had the De Pere boys basketball team, top-ranked defending state champs. Uh, but the week prior, we had Notre Dame girls on. Right? Right. We had Sydney Whitehouse, Trista Feta, Gracie Gresh, and I know I think you brought up something about them losing to Pewaukee, and they basically kind of said or insinuated, we didn't have our legs under us, we were in great basketball shape at that time, and that basically they were like, we're ready this time. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're ready to go. And they kind of had that that look like, yeah, bring it on. Uh, we're going we're, we're to take care of uh, Pewaukee again th- this time around. And they were ready for Hortonville. Uh, you know, they just beat Hortonville, an, an, an excellent Hortonville team, the other night, 55-52 in a, in a barn burner. Mm-hmm. That was Tuesday night. So, listen, uh, we always said it with Kimberly football, until somebody knocks off the king from the top of the hill, or the queen, I guess you could mm-hmm. say in this in this case, I ain't picking against the Tritons. No, me either. I ain't pick, I'm picking them to win it all. I think they got the best coach. I think... Uh, they have some, uh, 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 well, uh, they returned just a wealth of experience from last year's team, led by the Wisconsin recruit Grishy Grush. And don't forget about Trista Feta, White House. They have uh, Peyton Musial, who's a very good underclassman uh, as well. I-, I can't see any scenario where they don't win the state title and then complete the four-peat, which is astounding. Think about that. Grishy Grush is going to go out, and Feta, they're going to go out as four-time mm. state champions. White House, too. I think she was working back from injury of that freshman year when they played it over at the, at the lacrosse uh, the arena or whatever there for, for because of COVID. What an incredible run for girls basketball though in this part of the state again. You got you. T- we talk about how decorated Ali Zabel is, one of the greats of all time, and Rainy Wilson will end her career next season as one of the greats I think of all time as well. I mean, she's a tremendous talent. Mm. Um, now you and then and then you go just up the road to Notre Dame and like you said, what a decorated career that will be for Gracie Gresh, Trista Feta, and that program. I mean, girls basketball statewide is, right. is sensational, but in, in particular here in Northeast Wisconsin, I mean, holy smokes, the level of talent is. And I've, I've talked to people about this all the time. I said you got to watch these teams, how well they're coached, how well they play together how skilled they are, how athletic they are. 
how how um, mean they can play. And I, I, I say that with all due respect. I mean, they get after you out intense. there. Let's intense. Let's say intense. That's a better word. But they play mean, right? <laughs> they get out there and they're not they're not afraid to mix it up and, and, and compete and get in your face. And it's it's a treat. I, anytime we're, we're streaming. Some of these teams, I, I know Rosie is the same way. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing these games and these these incredible uh, athletes play. Real quick, New London made it to the sectionals last year. Uh, they're led by Shelby Gladowski, uh, are the Bulldogs. She leads in points, rebounds 15.5, 7.5 respectively. Got to look at them as a possible dark horse, just letting everyone know. Uh, obviously, New London is, is, a, is a fine program playing over there in the Bay. Manassas 13-10, and 10, Brett. Um, and I think those two possibly could do some damage uh, in the postseason. Uh, but to me, again, it, it's a no-brainer. Notre Dame, Pewaukee. Here's who I had as the other two teams. I had McFarland and Wauwatosa East. Again, McFarland has been there at State. They were there last year. Uh, and they have, oh boy, I can't even pronounce her name correctly. Am I saying this right? Tegan Mayegni. Um, she's also a Miss Basketball finalist along with Feta and Gresh. Uh, tw- averages 28 points, almost 11 rebounds, 4.5 assists. You know, I think Notre Dame beat them in the semifinals last year, Brett. Um, but that's a team to watch as well. Wauwatosa East, you know, it's again, we're talking about a, a sectional there with Wauwatosa East that's just not really on the level of some of these other sectionals. So that's my final four. Did you guys have any buddy or or, or, do, or does that? I'm going to go with you, Ricardo. Well, West Pier, that, that's another one I wanted to point out. Um, Faith Walter is a very fine player for them, and, and they had some great matchups with Xavier. Um, this year, so maybe another team to watch. I guess I don't want to say Cinderella because they're not. They're, their record's too good for that. But maybe another dark horse in that respect. Nine Two O Sports is sponsored by Cellcom. Unlimited data for smartphones is now more affordable than ever at Cellcom with our new unlimited plan options, starting as low as twenty five dollars per month per line. No matter how many lines you need, Cellcom has you covered. Visit cellcom.com/unlimitedplus for details. ETS Performance. With locations in Appleton and Green Bay, ETS Performance trains serious athletes of all ages and backgrounds. ETS Performance is the premier sports performance facility in Appleton and Green Bay. Cooney's Embroidery and Sportswear. Get your team, club, or business name out there with Cooney's Embroidery and Sportswear. They customize products specifically to fit their customers' needs. Delivery service is available. Contact them today at 920-731-0922 or Cooney's0922 at sbcglobal.net. Uh, Division 3. Okay. This is a little bit more, uh, how do I say, open maybe? Um, let me go through the top seeds. Baldwin, Woodville, Elk Mound, Xavier. Elk Mound, by the way, undefeated, 23-0. Wittenberg, Burnhamwood, Edgerton, or Edgerton or Edgerton? Uh, I don't want to get these wrong because I give people grief about getting names wrong uh, in the pronunciation of, of, I, always of teams. Was, I always thought it was Edgerton. I did too. That's what I thought. Yeah. Wapon, Catholic Memorial, and Oosberg. Oosberg. Uh, Oosberg. Oosberg top ranked, right? Yes. Are they top ranked in D3? Yes. So uh, Catholic Memorial and Oosberg are the final two teams. Now, our area teams in here. Now, Freedom 16 and 7, Wrightstown 13 and 9, Winnicani 11 and 11, Chilton 15. Uh, and eight, Wapaka, seven and sixteen, brilliant eight and fifteen, Clintonville three and nineteen, little shoot, tough year for the Mustangs, oh and twenty-two. Um do I Freedom has been a traditionally strong team, right? They made it to state not too long ago. Um Wrightstown also making it to state uh in the in the in very recently. To me, I just don't know if those teams have have the roster right now to kind of bump over some of these number one seeds. The one that if you look at an outlier among the top seeds, Xavier 16, they have seven losses. Yeah. Now, they played a very, very tough schedule, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if the, the HAL 9000 gave them credit for that. It had 12, right? 16 and 7, you're the top seed. Again, I don't know how, what goes into the computer. <laughs> you're right. We don't, I guess we don't know. Or system. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Xavier played Laconia this year. They played Franklin. Yes. Uh, um you know, I'm just kind of looking down their their, their list here. Aquinas, they've played. Uh, they have a very balanced a balanced roster. Carson Stempa, Arrowhead, they played. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, uh, some of those losses were to some really big D1 teams. Yeah, pretty impressive. So you got to like uh, you got to like their chances. Um, talking about Xavier, and then you look at some of their uh, their kids here. 
just trying to get up their their stats here. Andy Vandehei, the, the head coach uh, for the Hawks, but his uh, I, I think that's his daughter Haley Vandehei, who is uh, yeah, she's a great volleyball player and also a very good basketball player. To ten a game, uh, was it uh, Carson Stempa, the, the yep. leading scorer there at twelve point four points per game? So he, yeah, I mean, I think as a coach, it, it, you're willing to take some losses, right? If it it just gets you better at this time of year. Again, I always use that phrase battle tested because. Uh, you want to go into the tournament having faced the best competition you, you possibly can to get yourself ready for the rigors of, of, a, of a tournament run, and you got to like their chances. I see Xavier. It looks like Xavier and Wrightstown could meet in a regional final mm. uh, on that side, uh, if I've got that right here in the brackets, and then uh, looking the other way, Wittenberg, Burnhamwood, and maybe a Freedom uh, won two seeds there, potential uh, regional final uh, based on how the brackets I'm never going to count out freedom either, with uh, with no. Coach Vanderloop over there, and but he just what won one of his 400th game yes. this, this past season. We just said hello to him uh, as we were setting up the other day. We did the Freedom FEL Boys game on Tuesday. Congratulations to the Foxes, by the way, three time now defending Northeast Conference champions. But that was a great game, and Donovan Davis, a uh, nice looking freshman for the Freedom, absolutely. By the way, but uh, we said hi to Mike. He, he yelled up in the press box. I'll and, tell you what, Donovan Davis looks like a freshman in college. Yeah, he's he's wow that. That, that kid's going to be fun to watch yeah, here in the next three years. I can't wait to uh, check him out in the seasons to come. But I'm never going to count out the Irish either. No. And I guess I looked at the strength of Xavier's schedule because I yeah. did pick them over Witten yeah. Burnham Road. I think strength of schedule is I, huge this time of year. And boy, are you Charger fans? There are some listening. Nothing against you. I just think Xavier's resume mm-hmm. will play out in the postseason. I think those losses are going to be uh, turned into – Positive, I guess. How uh, often do we see that though? Yeah. Where it's football or volleyball doesn't matter the sport. It's strength of schedule, right? And 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 competition. And there's great competition here in Northeast Wisconsin, uh, oftentimes within these leagues. But yeah, then you load up your non-conference schedule, as Xavier has done. It's hard not to go with with the Hawks uh, this time of year. Is is uh, they're going to again be uh, all all tested and, and for the rigors of these next four games to to try to win to get to the rest center. Yeah, so I, um, I have Catholic Memorial over Walpon. Now Walpon worries me a little bit. Now listen, I know they went against Laconia. That is the top D four team, but boy, they they really got it handed to them. That was in Walpon, Brett. And uh, so now I'm a little worried, but I just but think maybe it, that just shows how yeah, good Laconia is. It maybe, does, maybe, it does. And maybe maybe, maybe Walpon needed a little bit of that, a little bit of you know getting smacked around a little bit um, yeah. to come back to come back. But I just don't see anyone beating Catholic Memorial. That's my predicted final, by the way, Catholic Memorial uh, over Wapon. The other semifinals. I'm picking Wapon. Okay, you are. Okay, that's fine. Rosie? I'm going to go with Wapon okay. also. All right, make me the bad guy. All right, I got gotcha. you. So you can't claim me as the homer now, Brad. Yeah. I'm taking Catholic Memorial. But I have Xavier and Aquinas as the other two teams out reaching um, the final four there uh, in D3. Quickly going over to D4. Now, these are our area teams playing. Uh, well, St. Mary Catholic at 22 and 1. They're a top seed. Uh, and then Wyawega Fremont, 10 and 10. Manawa, 12 and 11. Shyockton, 6 and 17. Those are our other D4 teams. See, there's a top, these are the top seeds we mentioned St. Mary Catholic, Fall Creek, Chippewa Falls McDonald's or McDonald Catholic or whatever they're called up there, Kiwani, Nielsville, New Glarus, The Prairie School, Living Word Lutheran. Those are the other top seeds uh, in D4. Listen, to me, Laconia, which was a two seed, Brett. Okay, because uh, they're in St. Mary Catholic sectional. They're the two seed, defending state champs. Again, I'm not sure what the computer is looking at. I understand St. Mary Catholic had a great season. I still would have put Laconia one in, the, in St. Mary Catholic, the two seed. But the way it went out, it was St. Mary Catholic got the one seed, Laconia got the two. But to me, Laconia is the best team. They returned their top players from last year's championship squad. Any other quadra, any other year, I think St. Mary Catholic's winning the state title in D4, but they just happen to be going against, you know, happen to run against a Laconia team that I feel is playing at the top of their game. Yeah, but uh, Tierney Madigan, their, their star player, D1 offers from Purdue, Fort Wayne, Sacramento Ooh. State right now, um, two-time All-State pick by the WBCA. They have two losses on the season only one in state school. They, they lost another game to uh, Mainland Florida as part of the Tampa Bay Christmas Invitational at the Wiregrass Ranch Sports Complex. Wow. There you go. That was uh, back in December 29th. They also lost to Edgewood on January 20th, 50-49. to 49. Okay. Do, I mean, I, could you make a 
make an argument for Laconia to perhaps be the best team in the state of Wisconsin? I think it's certainly within discussion. I mean, Notre Dame would have something to say about that. Verona would have something to say about that. How about this best small school? Hortonville, yeah. Well, again, just taking down Wapan as, as, as they did. A very, very good Wapan team. Although you don't know. Maybe it was an off night for, for Wapan. Obviously it was, but maybe it was just one of those weird things. But uh, hard to go against uh, Laconia as much as we love St. Mary Catholic. I wanted right? to Jeff pick St. Mary Catholic. Coach Chu, I know you're listening, or some of the other players, you know, Noli Anderson or whoever's listening. I wanted to pick you girls so bad. That's just, to me, Laconia is the big old bad bear Tell again, the it's until they're beaten, right? How do you, how do you go? Yeah, and that the, was more about champs. it was more about that. Do I th- do I think St. Mary Catholic is one of the best four teams, without a doubt? But they unfortunately have to play in the same sectional as the defending state champs. So I have this is my predicted final, BC and, and Rosie. I have Laconia over Chippewa Falls, McDonald in the final. I also have Nielsville and the Prairie School uh, coming out uh, of the other sectionals. Um, any thoughts on that, you you guys? Uh, if you have any other strong feelings about anybody else, I know I'm leaving some schools out there that people think may, might be there, like you know, Fall Creek, uh, Kiwani. Maybe people might think, but I just don't think that that's to me. To me, though, Laconia McDonald has been there so many times. Yeah. Um, D four, I think, is is a little more straightforward than maybe people might think. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And I just want to go back to Coach Chu, though. We want to congratulate him, right? He just got his 500th career coaching win and uh, an enshrinee now into the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Well-deserved for the SMC, Hortonville SMC, back to the Zephs uh, head head coach. But they got a big one tonight, Ricardo. We were talking about that. The yeah. Zephyrs are, are hosting Oostburg. Oostburg, top-ranked team, I think, in D3. D3 and yeah, yeah. St. Mary Central. By the way, this, is, be, ranked in D4. this is being recorded Thursday afternoon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Brett's right. Big game tonight over there. Uh, what 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 is it again? Town the, town of uh, I think they're in Fox Crossing, right? Fox Crossing. But the it. the Ralph Cyclone McClone there Gymnasium. Uh, Cyclone McClone. Don't mind going to check that out. I haven't been in the, uh, the that old gym, and it's not old. But How come uh, I don't have a cool name like Cyclone McClone? I haven't that's been in that gym in a while. Know. It's a nice that's a nice setup over there at SMC. They really is. since they built this school have added on even more. It's it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Rosie <laughs> facilities over there. Your thoughts? I I like what you got. I think uh, no. I like. I like when you agree with me. Yeah. I like it. I not like so it. much I, when you disagree with me. I, I'm not sure where where's uh, Saint Mary Catholic. Where are they on on which side where they could possibly sneak into the, 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 the Saint Mary Catholic? Would Cat- they have to be uh, Laconia. Okay, no. <laughs> Listen to all the Zephyrs players. If you want to use me, Rosie, and Brett as motivation, please do. That, that we're doubting you. We yeah. would love, we'd love to see you pop through. Right. Believe me, I'd love to pop, see you guys pop through to the rush. I'd love it. It'd make my whole my job a lot easier. I'd rather write about you than Laconia. No offense to Chris Morgan uh, and the Spartans down there in Rosendale. But, yeah, I'd rather see SMC pop through. But uh, D5. To be now, the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, so D, do now, it. Look, I'm going to be on record here, Brett. I don't know a whole lot about D5. Okay. We don't have any area teams. D5 Stockbridge, I think, elected not to participate. Uh, in the tournament. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, they did play this year. I was talking with Mike Sherry about that, but they were not in any of the brackets. And, you know, the, the, as a team, that's your right if you just want to, you know, if you feel like you can't compete, you know, against a top seed, which they would have been going against a top seed, Brett. Uh, they're not competing this season uh, in the tournament. Top seeds, Clear Lake, South Shore, Pacelli, Lena, Cochrane, Fountain City, Argyle, Picatonica, Albany, Monticello. Wisconsin Rapids Assumption. And I say Roy- that with a Rosie's smile on my Royals. face. Rosie's Royals. Yep. Uh, I do have Assumption. And I haven't predicted anything yet. This was something I'm still working on. Uh, but my four teams I have in the finals, or are making it to the, the final four, Clear Lake, Pacelli, Assumption, Argyle, Pecatonica. Assumption, we all know Rosie. They're, they're, they're a power in D5. Yeah. You know, they've won some state yeah. titles. Uh, they have a fine program up. The Royals are no stranger to championships and things like that. So you guys have any strong feelings either way? I mean, I know you might be in my situation as well where you don't know the D5 quite as much as maybe the other divisions. Good call on Pacelli. Remember, they're, they, they, handed, beat, they handed SMC its only loss of the season. Yes, the Zephyrs, they did. Right? Thank so, you for bringing that up, Brett. That is true. A good Pacelli team. Taking and they out. only have one loss. Yeah. Hey, I give you a little shout out to my hometown, Stevens Point. I go. didn't go to high school at Pacelli, but uh, they were just down the road. So I got to root for the Cardinals. But 
That's a pretty good resume too. You're taking down an excellent SMC team, a team that's a higher uh, division up. I know when uh, Coach Chu and the Zephyrs were here for Varsity Roundtable, Coach was kind of lamenting about the, that loss, but they've gone out and proven that they're, right. they're one of the top teams in the state in D5, so I can't argue with, with, with what you got. Now, Pacelli, is that across the street from Spash? Uh, just down the road. Oh, it's down yeah. the road. Yeah. Okay, just, for just, some reason I thought it was across the street. No, it's, it's, it's close, but it's really close. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's right there, both both schools on the north side of town. Well, either way, I think... Close I, to Bill's Pizza. Yeah, I love Bill's oh, Pizza. Oh, Bill's Pizza. Oh, oh Bill's Beef. Mm. Not a sponsor. Uh, we got well, a game, yeah. though. Well, that's what I have. Again, Clear Lake, Pacelli, Assumption, Argyle, Picatonica. What the heck? I'll pick Assumption to win, Rosie. I think that's a fine idea. I'm going to go with the Royals. I'm not going with our arch nemesis, Pacelli Cardinals. Oh, go Royals. I, I can't remember. Who took Assumption out last year? Was that Edgar or was that Pacelli? I cannot remember. Oh, I can't remember offhand. But uh, I, they had an off game and uh, it cost them. So... I'm thinking this year they are going to rebound and You're going against the, the Cardinals? I'm going Pacelli? against Pacelli. Oh. Well, I'll not, always go against Pacelli. You're not allowed <laughs> in Stevens Point ever again, though. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that wraps up our uh, look at the girls' state tournament, uh, which begins again uh, this, this coming Tuesday uh, everywhere. So best of luck to all of our area teams. No quick Super Bowl thoughts? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. You know what, Brett? We can do that. Sure. Just for um, a few switching. minutes, right? Well, my prediction didn't come true. I thought the Ravens would get there and win it all. That didn't happen because we, we haven't done the show in a few weeks. But What did you think of the game? I thought half it was a great game. Halftime was fine. I had no issues with anything. I don't even have issues with uh, uh, Coach Shanahan taking the ball first. I, yeah, I didn't a lot have of people pro- are making a big deal about that. that. I, I get his logic that yeah. you get it, Mahomes will get it, and then you get the first crack. After I, I don't have a problem with that. No, I don't either. I, I don't know why people are... are yeah. Who cares? I mean... Do you really want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball first and really put pressure on, on, on you guys, especially with how and right and people are saying how gassed the 49ers defense exactly. is? Give your defense a break. Purdy and those guys had been moving the ball consistently. It's just they couldn't punch it in when they kicked the field goal. I thought that's probably ball game, right? Yeah, you know, with because Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes always does. So I just think, yeah, I agree with you, Ricardo. I think people are making a little bit too too big of a deal about that. Actually, the one thing I was a little concern or like time was running down and overtime i'm like yeah you thought it was getting a little too close well, huh? I, but as it turned out it wouldn't have mattered yeah you, you get a full possession regardless but i had okay. time i'm like is is the clock what's going on here is this is this the end of the game coming right. or the little confusion there that could have been outlined or explained a little bit better but as it turned out now you know you still get it you just switch sides i guess and, yeah. and start a new quarter as tony romo tried by the way <laughs> i know way. what you're gonna say go ahead say it I think it's time CBS makes a little switcheroo and too much talking, too much yapping. Uh, it just, I think, I think people were so enamored with Tony Romo when he first started this gig because he could predict plays, and everybody was like, "Wow!" Is he knows what's coming based on formations, based on what the defense is doing. He just, he just bumbles and stumbles. I mean, he sounds like us on a live stream. Uh, he just, he just needs to. I just think that CBS can do a little bit better. Than, than, than Tony Romo. No offense to Tony Romo, great quarterback and all. I'm sure he's a good dude, but I just, eh. I don't know. What, what, you got to agree with me, right? It's it's tough to listen to sometimes. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't listening to that. I was watching the Nickelodeon. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With SpongeBob and, and Patrick. <laughs> I, I was actually watching that. I, I, I was enjoying that better. And then the two guys that they had was Nate Burleson. And I forgot the other, mm-hmm. the, the main guy. He sounded like Kevin Harlan, though. Um, but um, it wasn't Kevin Harlan, but it's a guy who sounded like it. But I had more. I enjoyed watching that. Actually, actually, you know, the best was I had to go uh, pick up uh, my son from the airport during the Super Bowl, so I just turned on Sirius, and it was Kevin Harlan oh, and, yeah. and Kurt Warner. They're that the best. Is, They're the best. They're the that's best. That's the way to listen to a game. They're the best duo. They should be on television. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I hear them all the time on radio, and and uh, Kevin Harlan on on TV doing NBA or uh, you know whatever he's doing. I think Kevin Harlan just brings so much he, fun and excitement. He he he's balanced. Mm-hmm. He gives you just the right amount of excitement, tempered. You know, with just describing things, right? Yeah. So you don't you don't get over the top, and you don't get underwhelming. Which sometimes, you know, uh, who's the uh, Troy Aikman's uh, Joe uh, Buck? Joe Buck sometimes can be underwhelming. Al Michaels now has turned into really yeah, it's underwhelming. Like a huge play, and is like, get excited. Yeah, he balances it perfectly. I enjoy listening. I mean, like you, Brett, I listen to them on the on on, on Westwood One. 
on the way back a lot of times. Yeah, a lot so. of times from Clubhouse Live, we yeah. from our Monday show, I'll, I'll listen to the radio, and it's usually him and Kurt Warner. And just I just think they're great together, and, and Kevin Harlan brings so much fun. And it's, he'll even have some fun with some weird stuff going on, like the squirrel or whatever that was running around the yeah. field, and he was doing a play-by-play. But, yeah, I, I just, uh, not to get off on a tangent there, but uh, you know, with CBS, you might want to think about uh, uh, switching some things up here. But anyway, the game itself, I agree with you. Uh, I thought I thought taking it overtime was no big deal. I think people are clinging to that a little bit too much in looking at the game. You know what I like though? I love the fact that the Chiefs are not shying away from talking three peat already. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying that's what we want. And a lot of teams are like, eh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, all those guys are like, bring it on. We, I want, think, we want to make history here. I think it's great, and I think it's 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 wild that we're seeing something like this happening. Uh, Rosie, real quick, your thoughts on uh, the SB, the Super Bowl? Well, I did make everybody be quiet when the Deadpool Wolverine yeah, trailer yeah, came okay. out, and then they opened it up with serious from uh, Alan Parsons' project. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Wow. Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, great game. Um, yeah, I noticed a lot of stuff on social media, people complaining about this or that, or why was Travis Kelsey yelling at his coach? And I'm that, like, he was wrong. Obviously. He was wrong on that. Yeah, but he's done that. If you watch Chiefs games, he does that. And but Look, it's happened before. I lived through the McMahon-Ditka years. <clears throat> McMahon would go and he'd mess around with... Ditka, bump them and stuff. Just, I mean, it's. It, I, I don't think it's as a big of a deal as maybe people no. are making. It. It's not. Come on, Andy Reid would have said something if it was. Yeah, to me, Reid is kind of that guy that's like, whatever. Yeah, he if like if he if it's a problem, he's gonna address it. But and I he, think I think uh, didn't Kelsey apologize? Or well, he he, he did, did, and then yeah. he went on. He and his brother uh, Jason and Kelsey have that podcast. Okay, and, and Jason kind of called him out, said that he crossed the line there. Oh, okay, what did he say? And Travis then? agreed. Okay. He says, yeah. yeah. Just, he goes. I just have. I have. It's always <laughs> been something with my career. If I've had a hard time harnessing my passion and my emotions. Okay. At least yeah. he acknowledged it. The problem. So, the problem was was that Andy Reid almost fell down. Oh like, yeah. He got that would have. Yeah. That would have created some bad rancor. Yeah, for it's sure. like it's like, dude, you you can you can get your point across. Just just have a little maturity there. Yeah. I know it's it's the emotion of the game, but come on, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you you gotta be better than that. I mean, Kelsey's high strung already, but it, it's just like. Okay, if I was really serious, Reed would have done something. But still, I, I guess if you know if he says I shouldn't have done it, shouldn't have done it then. But otherwise, great game. Um, well, for yeah, the second the, the ending was great. I thought it was kind of a little boring the first half. There was not much. Going yeah, on yeah, there. a lot of defense. Yeah, I don't like, mind that. Mm. I like defense. I thought it was more offense playing just poorly. <laughs> more than I, I will say this. <laughs> yeah. Listen, let's just be thankful of what we're getting here because. You guys remember the 80s and ni- early 90s when it was blowouts after blowouts yeah. after blowouts, and now we're getting, yeah. for the most part, very competitive, re- relatively close games. We've even seen some incredible comebacks with you know, the Patriots and the Falcons comes to mind, but I- I'm just so happy about that. I'm just amazed yeah. that right after the heels of the, the Tom Brady New England Patriots dynasty, you're like, well, boy, that was I'm not sure we'll see that again. And all of a yeah. sudden here, the Chiefs, yeah, three and five years, and Patrick Mahomes, already yeah. a legendary quarterback. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason. And, and amazing because mid, middle of the season, I thought there's no way the Chiefs are getting to the Super Bowl. But man, there's just something when the game is on the line, just like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes w- finds a way to get it done. He's seven and zero in those kind of like finds dire situations. Yeah. And this year was different because they had to go on the road to uh, Baltimore, and uh, that was the AFC Championship game, and then Buffalo right before that. Yeah. First time that they had to play some playoff games. And everyone was saying, oh, Patrick yeah, here, Mahomes, yep, first time. He yep, has to go on the road. Here we go. They're not no at problem. Arrowhead anymore. And he goes, and, he goes <laughs> yeah. and beats the Bills and goes and beats the, the Ravens. And how yeah. about their defense? He, how about the aggressiveness of uh, Spagnolo? right? Uh, they've already yeah. signed him uh, again to a contract extension. Don't you love it? He's just saying, forget it. We're not going to play back in this little prevent nonsense. We're going after the quarterback. And you, we're going to make you beat us going against our, our great pressure. And Look, can I, I, I love that. Can, I'm going to do a little rant here <clears throat> just for a few minutes here. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a fantastic quarterback, and I'm not afraid to put him right up there with Brady. You know, if he wins another Super Bowl, you could probably say, okay, he he might be with Brady the two best of all time. I'm a Montana guy, too. Um, These are for the dopes out there on Twitter and X who who seem to revel in the fact that they think Mahomes would have gone to Chicago back in 2018. That was never going to happen, and I'm going to explain why. It has been it has been printed. The Bears were never interested in Mahomes. Why? Mahomes was a gunslinger 
in Texas Tech. He had terrible footwork. I mean, awful footwork. He was throwing off structure. He was he was just throwing everywhere. No doubt that he has talent. Who did they just have that they that they went away from who did that kind of stuff? Jay Cutler. They were not going to draft Mahomes, a guy who was basically a cutler, a, a, a gunslinger. I'm not saying that Mahomes wasn't great. He was. The two guys, unfortunately for them, Trubisky, all-time blunder, uh, um, Deshaun Watson. John Fox wanted Deshaun Watson, or possibly the safety. I forgot the, the safety that was traded to Seattle. I, Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. I think. They were never going to get Mahomes, ever. They never had him on the radar. Do you honestly believe, given the Bears' history, that they would have even developed him? Don't you think that it was very fortuitous that Mahomes went okay. a very un undisciplined quarterback in terms of footwork and everything. He went to Andy Reid. Mm. That was a match made in heaven. He would have been out of Chicago in three or four years because he would have been doing those, throwing in between three or four guys, throwing off his back foot, a bunch of stuff. That was never going to happen. So, no, the Bears aren't didn't miss out on that. They never would have drafted him. You can ding them for that, but you also ding a lot of teams for oh. not drafting Mahomes. But that is how much structure and great coaching play into this. I don't know if he would have been as successful going to any other any other franchise, Brett. He he was behind Alex Smith for a year. Yeah. He has a tutelage of Andy Reid. Am I right? Am I you're wrong right. to think no, that? You're, you're right. In fact, it's kind of funny because I just saw something on Twitter or X um, when Mahomes was drafted. Uh, <clears throat> some experts, and I use using the air quote quotes, took the Chiefs to task saying Mahomes, uh-huh. Mahomes ain't going to be nothing. Hey, you know, there were some draft people who had him fifth behind, like, yeah. uh, was it Deshaun Kaiser? I forgot some of the other quarterbacks yeah. they, on they, that they were list. just saying there's no way. It's, 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 it's a reach. He's not going to be anything. Uh, and obviously they were wrong. But going to Reed makes it makes a big difference, right? I mean, he's oh, a Hall he's, of Fame he's coach. He's incredible. I, I think back to Andy Reed. 1998, he was on that Packers staff. Yeah. Holmgren leaves, right? And then, so 99th season, Holmgren's in Seattle. Reed becomes a head coach at Philly, and the Packers hire Ray Rhodes. And I thought to myself, now, yeah. I, I often think to myself, what if Ron mm. Wolf had it said, you know what, Andy Reed, let's keep you in Green Bay. We're going to make you the head coach. You working with Brett Favre. I sometimes wonder what, what was missed or what was lost there. Could the Packers have gone to a couple more Super Bowls? What could Andy Reed, with his creativity, have done uh, with those Packers teams? That is teams? a great yeah. What if? I guess. What if? What if? Um, uh, they, they they missed out and, and uh, even even after. Oh no! I guess that was when McCarthy was still having success, right? Even after his flame out in Philly, I guess McCarthy was just starting. Or, in his, or, or McCarthy started in 06. When did when did uh, you know Reed start with the? I guess it was probably right after the Packers went to the Super Bowl, probably. So that McCarthy was never well, going to and, be. And Reed had great years with Donovan McNabb right. and those Eagles teams, right? But then um, he went to KC. So I'm right. just wondering if there was ever a, 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 a when pass would cross, oh. but I don't think so because I think McCarthy was still. But boy, doing well. you still had a, a Favre in his prime, and uh, I just wonder what Andy Reid could have done with with Brett Favre to have maybe maybe won another MVP or two, and maybe gotten to another Super Bowl or two. I, I just think that was a big miss. And the reason I say that, I remember one year covering the Packers draft for um, a different uh, organization back before I was with the Post Crescent, and that was when and I think they still do this. They brought. They must have drafted a tight end or something because, or, or, or I can't remember exactly, but they would bring position coaches in to talk. And Andy Reid came to the media auditorium and talked. And I remember thinking to myself, man, this guy's impressive. He's, mm. he, I remember he let, when he left, I'm thinking, man, he feels, feels like a head coach, the way he just commanded the room and how he He's talked. a big guy, too. I mean, so yeah. I just was really impressed with him as a position coach. And then, of course, now he's gone, gone on to be a Hall of Fame coach. Just what could the Packers. What did they miss out by? Uh, if only Ron Wolf had recognized. Man, well, let's just move Andy Reid in to this position because obviously it didn't work out with Ray Rhodes. He was one and done, and then they they hired Mike Sherman in two thousand. <laughs> Ray Rhodes was a perfect example of a guy who's a great coordinator, yeah. just couldn't couldn't be the head coach. Now listen, I thought it was very telling that Patrick Mahomes, to our point, said you know Coach Reid allows he he designs it around his skill set mm-hmm. and doesn't try to put a square peg in a round hole yeah. or whatever it is I, I i see there's where you see coaching in the quarterback the matchup right you saw it with uh, uh Favre and uh Holm, Holmgren mm-hmm. right and you see it with some of these other great quarterbacks i mean i think that's so critical the only thing i do wonder is because uh Reid was Favre's position coach uh, right i think Reid was a quarterback's coach yeah. Uh, yeah as long as being a tight ends coach at green bay 
would Favre had been kind of a little, uh, you know, well, he was my position coach. We're kind of buddy-buddy in that. Oh, regular. I see. Would, okay. would Favre had been kind of, uh, would he have been tough to, to coach at that at that time? Would, would Favre already established as one of the great games greats, three-time MVP, Super Bowl champ? Would that dynamic have worked with him being, Andy Reid being a, his position coach, now becoming a head coach? Would Favre had listened like a Mahomes does, right? Where, you know, Mahomes wasn't established when he came in, when, when Reid was the head coach. He was a rookie quarterback. And, you know, I wonder how that dynamic would have played out. Or would it have been, like you said, a match made in heaven? And those two guys with Favre's talent and Reid's ingenuity and creativity, what, 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 what that could have been like it's it's fun to think about and uh, but you, in the now we are witnessing another dynasty and i'm i'm a guy yeah. i agree with you brad i never thought i didn't think that happened so quick but we're watching a uh, a lot of the gen- generational gets thrown around a lot no it's very only two three players every generation can be called that obviously mahomes and brady we were witnessing to what and, and to a lesser extent aaron Rodgers, right so you're seeing yeah. We're seeing another dynasty build up, and uh, yeah, it's uh, soon to be the Jordan Love Packers dynasty. Jordan, well, we'll there see. You, you know, go. a lot of folks uh, like what you see from Jordan. I want to see him do it another year. Yeah, I don't. Last thing I want to see, or if you're a Packer fan, last thing you want to see is people felt really good about Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. You know, and then felt okay. They have a young nucleus here. They just made the divisionals, and then he has a little bit of regression, and you know, build upon it. They have a great. Offensive mind though they do Lafleur. Yeah. I do like what he does and a nice stable of receivers. Yeah, young receivers. That to like, me, very talented cheap. group. Cheap, cheap. Yeah, you yeah. get away. You know that gives you a lot of options, especially when you're mm-hmm. you're fighting the salary cap. I got to give kudos to the Packers drafting. They got a lot of draft picks again. This yeah, they do this, this coming year. I just saw something where the the best three teams. I thought the Bears Packers were two of the top three teams as far as uh, draft value and what, yeah. what they have coming in. Right, and well, Bears Bears basically because they're two first. Yeah, because they don't have too much after the two first. But yeah, so Packers. Yeah, we're right there. And then I think Arizona has like twelve picks mm-hmm. or something like that. Something crazy like that. So they'll uh, flub it up. Nah. Well, they made some, the Card- they made some pretty good I'm picks. Talking, oh, yeah. The I'm thinking about the Texans. The Texans traded them their picks mm-hmm. to Green, move up. Green Bay's yeah. got some uh, some things. Yeah, they could move up in the draft. They could they could really do some stuff here and really bolster that roster. Well, guys, in a few, not not even in a few weeks, maybe in about seven or eight days, we're going to take a look at the boys. We'll talk some more. Maybe uh, when baseball starts up, doesn't it? Uh, pitchers and catchers are already in. Uh, yeah, so maybe we can training. we can we can end uh, the the boys basketball preview with a little bit just just a glance quick at at upcoming baseball because I'm sure you guys got some thoughts about that and the and the future uh, NL Central champion uh, and uh, what. <laughs> I want to say their manager, Craig Council, uh, yeah. the NL Cubbies. Central champs. No, <laughs> believe me, I hate the Cubs, so I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, man, oh man, people still have salty feelings over that. We'll talk about that though uh, uh, next time we're here uh, on the Nine Two O Sports Podcast. So thank you again for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe, right? Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and uh, you know you'll get updates every time we have a new episode. So uh, for Rosie, for Brett, this is Ricardo saying uh, have a great week, and we'll see you back here for another episode of the 920 Sports Podcast.